Yeah. I mean, dude, it's, I don't know. Like, we got snow the other day, and it's, it's, uh, it's slowly getting, like, really frigid and everything, and, yeah, dude, my, my heating system's shot dead. But, let's get going. Let's talk. I mean, we were talking about, before this episode, about Sean Payton leaving. That's big news. But we're still in our dynasty kick right now, so I guess we're not going to dive into that too much. Maybe I'll make a TikTok on it. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Who cares, right? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Obviously, yeah. he, he doesn't have, he doesn't have uh, Drew Brees around to, you know, w- uh, win him to safety. So he just tucks his tail and goes when things go bad. Yeah, he's seen their $75 million over cap, no Drew Brees. And he said, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, pretty much so. But there's our little intro. Welcome on back to Second and Short Podcast. This is the Cheap Sheets, our fantasy and dynasty, you know, little dive in where we step away from the NFL and we focus on our fantasy football for a little bit. And with it being the offseason already for fantasy and dynasty football, we're going over each division and each team's a player you want to buy from that team, a player you should keep on that team, and a player you need to trade away. This week in season three, episode three, we're talking about the NFC East. I am your host, Tyler Lauder, joined with our fantasy expert over on the coast, Jason. And we're going to just dive right on in. We're going to go alphabetically by team name, uh, with, starting with the Cowboys. And you're going to lead us off with your favorite team to talk about in the NFL. Uh, and you're going to give us a guy that you want to buy going into this offseason. Dude, you're really tra- testing our friendship right now, telling it, saying I'm a Cowboys fan. You know, th- diving into this division is, is bad enough. And the person I'm buying is somebody that has emerged, and we'll talk about this a little later, uh, uh, so a little foreshadowing. But I'm buying Pollard. I think he is going to step up, um, and they're going to be in a more timeshare. Uh, Zeke is going to be getting um a lot of wear and tear on him thus far so i i think pollard's going to be that good mixture and i think he's somebody that you can buy and get some flex um points out of on a weekly basis yeah and even if i mean if you play in leagues dive a little bit deeper he does get kick returning ability as well uh we did see him kind of take over a little bit in certain situations just kind of having bigger games but the main thing we have to look at is that while zeke's there uh, the most touches he had, most sorry, most carries was 14 in a game. And that was like a week five. Uh, he also has had, what, I got two, three, I got four games here with four more receptions. So like, we see that he can be used in these situations. A nice change of pace back. People want him to be featured, but here's what we have to remember. And we're going to talk about him in a little bit. Um, but Tony Pollard finished the season as the running back 24. Now, if you can trade for him, in the idea that he has a change of pace back and not the new featured guy in Dallas, do it. But if somebody's trying to sell you on, you know what, this guy's going to be the number one next year. Okay. He's probably going to cost you way too much because he's not the number one yet. And until you know that you can't pay number one money until you know that. Yeah. This is basically, uh, like I said, you need to be playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. This is one of those, uh, players that you know just kind of like pringle that i mentioned previously um he's somebody that you can stash and then reap the benefits because everybody's going to look at the high profile name see pollard and be like well he's not going to be able to take over so you might get him for a steal 
stash him, use him as a flex. So if something was to happen, he emerges, has a big game, you build up that that equity in him, and boom, somebody's going to come knocking and want to trade for him, especially if it's an owner that owns Zeke. Yeah, yeah, potentially. And I mean, he's a, I think he's a, he's a type of guy that you could, you can go on, you can kind of add in as like your number two, number three guy, preferably number three, um, because I mean, you need guys like this. Uh, he's going to be t- turning 25 going into the season. And the season that he had, what do we got? We got 719 rushing yards and 337 receiving yards. Uh, he had two total touchdowns. No, he's not a big scorer there, but he also had the you know, kick return uh, touchdown. Buy him at change of pace money. That's all I got to say. Buy him at change of pace money. Now, let's move on to a player that I think you should keep. And I was going over this debating because I think all the, like, the receivers are pretty good keeps. It would have been Gallup as like, a, as like a trade candidate had he not gotten hurt at the end of the year because he's probably going to be free from Dallas. Uh, but Dak Prescott, you got to keep him. Now, he finishes the QB8 this year. And a guy that, uh, for let's just say, I don't know, five weeks, we thought Dallas was playing meh and they were playing okay he's still top double digit points in all but two weeks this year uh he scored over 20 points and i got five six seven eight nine ten games he scored double digits including the fantasy playoffs where i mean outside of, it depends on where you are but you know week 16 17 31 23 points respectively he had a great year and i know a lot of people are going to dig dog on the cowboys and they're going to be a laughing stock type thing for right now but you know he was fourth in the league in passing touchdowns. Uh, he was 11th in QBR. Uh, he finished seventh in passing yards. High volume for this guy. Yeah, and he's got a solid cast around him. So it's not like, you know, he doesn't have the weapons, especially with Schultz emergence, uh, mm-hmm. taking on kind of a, a wet 2.0 role uh, with that trust that he developed with Dak. Uh, yeah, I mean, so Gallup is is kind of the question mark there with him getting hurt and potentially being out of Dallas. But Jerry's going to bring somebody in to fill that role, so mm-hmm. it's not like it's going to be a glaring thing, and you're not he's not going to suffer. So I really like this as a key because uh, keeping a quarterback to build around, uh, like you said, especially you know he helped a lot of teams probably win championships and win their fantasy matchups because he had like two crazy weeks well actually one and a half game because he took yourself out of halftime yeah. um in one game uh but he he had the points to to justify coming out of halftime so i really like this keep yeah and it just it's it's he's a, a, a qb1 for the next several years don't get don't try and get like cute about this and like oh, i'm gonna trade him for you know i don't know Justin Fields and a first like don't get cute with it like just keep him where he is don't try and trade try and move up a little bit the point difference between him and the number two quarterback number three quarterback is not that big where you need to actually sell so just keep him be comfortable with what you got in all of your dynasty formats now let's move on to a guy that you want to trade away and we're going to disagree here yeah uh, I'm wanting to I'm going to be trading away Z reason by why is He's got a lot of mileage on him. He is a he's a power runner. Um, he takes a lot of hits, and you know that takes a, a toll on the body. And you've seen the slow decline in him uh, in his running style. Now, 
points wise, not so much, maybe, but the style that he has, he has, is, is showing, and that's why you know, especially that's why Pollard's had the the ability to emerge. And you might find somebody, and this is why I'm saying trading, because running backs we've talked many times have a shelf life. This is going to be somebody you could trade away to a top, a, a upper tier team, and get future. Uh, a solid future pick because they're going to be looking at the now rather than down the line. This is somebody you could trade for a future pick and reap the benefits in the future and get some return on a quarterback that still has that's getting onto that shelf life expectancy. But my argument that I have to this is that Zeke just had less touches and uh, he had more yards, more touchdowns and a better average per touch as well. Uh, coming back um, from that down season he had. On top of that, he had slightly less receptions and targets, slightly less yards receiving. Everything kind of balanced out. He finishes the RB7, and he's only going to be 27 years old. That's the thing we got to look like. He's not even close to that 30-yard mark, 30-year mark for running backs. And I think that, the problem is that everybody doubts him so much and we're already hyping up Pollard and, you know, we dog on other things as the Cowboys that people might be willing to sell him cheap. That's the problem. If you want to sell him at peak value, I don't think you're going to get that. Now I get wanting to get out before the decline happens. Um, but I just don't know if Zeke is the type of guy that you can trade away and get uh, peak value for uh, right now, at least not what you could have gotten like two years ago. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You want you don't want to be looking for a immediate impact now. You want to be looking for uh, possibly young receiver, future, future first. Somebody that you know you want to roll the dice on to get that return before he does fall off the fall off that plateau and go over the cliffs. Uh, this is what I'm looking at this as. Like I said, I'm looking at this like a two to three year investment mm-hmm. rather than uh, fourteen to make a, a impact on a team now that thinks that they're just like one piece away. So Zeke is one of those players that, eh, that a team may see that is their missing quote unquote missing piece that may give up two future first for to win now. Yeah. And if you, if you can get somebody to do that, I think that that's an automatic, no matter what, if you can get that value today, that's a, that's a good deal. Um, I, I do understand where you're coming from. If, if you have Zeke and you are looking to trade and you want to start a rebuild, commit to the rebuild, get future assets, I get that aspect. I get that. Uh, now let's go ahead and move on. Uh, let's go with the Eagles. And we are going to start off with my guy to buy. And it is tight end Dallas Goddard, finished as the tight end eight on the year. Um, really, really had a roller coaster of a year. But we saw in about six, seven, seven games. Yeah, we saw seven games where he had at least six plus targets. Uh, we, we had about 11, 12 games with five plus targets. He had an okay year. Um, I think the, the thing is that if you have no tight end, this is the type of guy that you can go out and buy that won't cost you an arm and a leg. Like he finished with 830 yards and four touchdowns. And he really had a quiet year. And I think we saw Jalen Hurts really likes him at times, and he will just continue to go to him. And I think 
another year as the starter. There's no Zach Ertz drama early in the season. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the definite starter. I, I, th I think that we're going to get more confidence here, and we're going to see more growth between these guys. And uh, he just turned 27. So for a tight end, he's pretty young. He's still got six years till he's Kelsey's age. And I, I just really think that you're going to see a benefit from getting him as we see potentially, as I'm predicting, a, a slight decline from Darren Waller. And I think Dallas Goddard might take his place into that top five spot. And so I think you can get him extremely cheap, maybe like a mid second. And you could lock up a tight end that you can almost, that you should be able to trust every week. Yeah. And um, a lot of people are down on Goddard because um, Hertz is a mobile quarterback uh, and he likes to scramble uh, a lot, but you know, with the, with the emergence of Hertz being a mobile quarterback and building that trust throughout the season, I think the comfort levels there, I think he is somebody that you could target. Um, even if, you know, you might, you might come across somebody that actually realizes his value mm -hmm. and sees the upside. But for the most part, people's going to look at the roller coaster season. They're going to look at him not being quote unquote, the guy. And you might be able to get him um, on a sneaky cheap. Uh, not, it's not saying that everybody's going to be selling, selling him at what, you know, at a down price where you're going to get him dirt cheap. But yeah. I think you're going to get him at fair market value. I guarantee right now that if you have Darren Waller on your team, you could flip Darren Waller for Goddard in a pit. Easy. Easy. Like you could probably get Goddard in like 2 1 for, for Waller right now. We might put that theory. We might put that theory to test because I own Waller in a league that I'm rebuilding. If you're rebuilding, I mean, why not? You get a guy that's what he's like four years younger, and if you can get a, a a decent pick out of it, maybe like a late first, early second, why not? I mean, if you can try that, that's a seems like a good deal. Somebody has like maybe this, maybe you have Rob Gronkowski. You're like, hey, I'll give Rob Gronkowski for Goddard, just straight up. You'll get the better guy. I get the younger guy. Win win. And I don't know who would do that, but maybe. You never know. Maybe somebody loves Dawson Knox or Mike Gusecki and you don't trust that as much. Maybe, maybe, some, maybe you have Noah Font and you're just like, I need a more reliable guy. And you can kind of woo somebody being like, hey, man, you want Noah Font now before Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver? Because after he goes to Denver, he's going to skyrocket. You know what I mean? But let's go ahead and move on to your guy that you're going to keep in Philly. Uh, actually, it's somebody we've already talked about. That's Jalen Hurts. Uh, I wasn't really high on Hurts uh, coming into this season. I Proved us all I, wrong, though. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'll be one of the first people to admit that I was absolutely wrong. I didn't think that he had the the mentality, but one an offseason does done wonders for him. I, I think that he came in uh, ready to learn everything I read. He was really adamant about learning the offense, learning um, all his reads, doing a lot of film study. He put in the work in the offseason, and it really showed this year. And this is somebody that, you know, just like Dak, I think, you know, to lock him in and build around him with a team is, is a good investment. Yeah. And I, I mean, he's, here's the thing that I, it's, it's, this is what's crazy. He finishes the, the quarterback nine this year, just below Dak Prescott. He had six games with no passing touchdowns at all, at all. And he missed a whole game, missed two games um, in that sure. whole 17 game schedule. So missed two games, had six games with no passing touchdowns. That's so eight games with no passing touchdowns. 
uh, and he still finishes the quarterback nine because of his rushing value. This is what made Lamar Jackson a hot commodity. This is what makes Kyler Murray a hot commodity. But when I say those names, those names cost you more than somebody like Jalen Hurts will. People are going to want to buy Jalen Hurts from you. Keep him in check. Hold him down because his rushing value is, he's only going to go up in value. He only is. And then he'll have a, a steep clip. That's all these running quarterbacks are. It's just like incline, 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 straight cliff, done. And if you can time that right, you're gold. But yeah, I, I think he's a good keep right here. Um, people are going to want to try and undersell you with, with, oh man, they don't really trust him. All this talks to new quarterbacks. He's not good receivers. His running back's bad. They're going to try and talk you out of it. But I think, yeah, he's a guy that you should hold on to in single quarterback or two quarterback leagues. Yeah. And totally now, now let's talk about a guy to trade away. Now, I don't think you're getting a lot of value for this guy. Finishes a running back 44. This is Miles Sanders. Now, Miles Sanders missed, what, three, four, five. I got five games missed right here. And uh, so that means he played 12 games this year. Do you know how many rushing touchdowns he had this year? Uh, five. Zero. Do you know how many receiving touchdowns he had this year? <laughs> Not a clue. Zero. He had zero touchdowns all year on an offense wow. that was number one at rushing in the entire NFL. How's that happen? Wow. And he plays the position that they get the most yards at of anybody. How's that happen? How's that happen? He's uh, not a running quarterback. Running quarterbacks dink the ball off. How's that happen? Doesn't make any sense. Here's the thing. Miles Sanders is always going to be that guy that you think will do better than he actually will end up doing for you. I was, I didn't do it, but there was like five or six content creators on TikTok that were like, Miles Sanders is great. Bye, Miles Sanders. He didn't help me in the playoffs. And I held on strong. And I did a reply video and I was like, don't listen to any of these fools. Because Miles <laughs> Sanders is trash and he's always going to be trash. And if he has a big game, it's because he broke a 70 yard, 70 yard run for a touchdown. And now in week 15 against Washington, he did have 17 points. So he did return something to you in round one of the playoffs potentially. But then if that helped you win in round two of the playoffs, you're like, well, I got to trust him again. He dropped you six points against the Giants. So he just returns duds after he has a good game. Uh, almost every game that he had this year that he had a double digit, the next week he didn't have double digit at all. I just don't trust him. I'd rather to get rid of him, get whatever I can for him, and let's move on. Maybe pair him with like 110 to move up to like 1-4 if I can. This is, this is the classic example. We, we talk about this often is when you break down stats. The, to see players' values uh, because he's one of those players that will break off a 70-yard run and a, you get you, get you one play for 70 yards, but then he'll have eight other touches that get you like a yard and a half a piece. But that 70-yard, set one 70-yard touchdown pads his stats. So it makes him look like he had a better performance than what he actually did. He is a perfect example of that. And I... I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid on Sanders this year. Uh, on a few leagues, I drank the Kool-Aid. Uh, I, was, I was preaching that he's going to have a breakout season, and I was wrong. Um, I, I thought that with, with the emergence of everybody in that offense, that he would be a RB1, uh, a lower-tier RB1, but still an RB1 nonetheless, and I ate crow for it. Yeah, um, so pretty much he scored... I'm looking at it right now. He has scored three touchdowns since dating back to. Oct so, okay. Yeah. 
Okay. So if you go all the way back to October 18th, 2020, he has scored three touchdowns since then. He is just me. Missed four, he missed five games this year. He missed four games last year. Everybody's like, well, he's only 2024. 20, Use that to an advantage. Use that to your advantage. Get rid of him um, if you can. I just, he's, he's all bark and he's no bite for me. And it's, and it's good. If you, if you have Gangwell sitting there with him on your team, pair them together and ship them off. Yeah. Um, and that's just going to make it, the trade look a little bit more enticing to the owner you're, you're trading with. Now, let's move on to the Washington football team. Currently, at the time of recording this, I don't know if the commanders, you know, whatever. This is a very hard one for us to do. We were clear-cut. We agreed on the buy. Uh, the keep, we're probably okay with. We're not going to put them in trade. I don't know, but it, it makes sense. Um, and the trade is very difficult. So let's just go ahead and buy. Watch the football team. Go on and buy Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin finishes the wide receiver 25. Now, that's a down year based on where he was drafted. I believe he was uh, ADP of, like, wide receiver, like, 13 or 14, something like that. I don't know why he was coming into a season with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Hineke as his quarterbacks. Yet we were expecting him to be a borderline wide receiver one. Now I think that he has that potential, but we have to know who's throwing him the ball. We have to tone expectations. Now he did not miss a single game this year. Uh, he played all year. He had a lot of boomer bust and he got hurt against Dallas and he had like three targets and then he got hurt. Yeah. He got a concussion in that game. Um, so really can't, count the game but you know he still had three targets but he was just all over the place kind of for teams i think that you can buy him way cheaper now than you could have last offseason i think his value has dropped a little bit and with washington being in the market for a new quarterback uh whether that be they try and reunite um cam newton with ron rivera or they just they try and run it back with Fitzpatrick magic and see if he gets he can get a chance maybe they go out and they want to be bold and they want to get you know Derek carr they go and get drew lock or teddy bridgewater something like that no matter what, though, his value is going to be very low because he was so iffy and roller coaster in this season and the uncertainty around his quarterback. But Washington has never been shy about trying to get better at the quarterback position. They will try and throw darts at the board. Yeah, and, and uh, it's a little ironic that we're covering this, this week because I just traded for him in one of the, the leagues I joined with you that you brought me into this offseason. I just traded and got him for a late 2023 first. And I feel, I feel that that was a win in my, um, my favor. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Needed the, I needed the, the wide receiver help. Uh, Cause we had, I had to go through a dispersal draft. Um, and I think that I won the trade by, by a wide margin because this team that I'm building is potentially a contender. Mm-hmm. So that 2023 first is going to be, in that six to eight range, worst case scenario. Yeah, worst case. Yeah, and I, and, and I think that was a very good deal for you, and I think that's the type of deal you could do now. Now, I know a lot of people are having up the 2023 class, but relax. You can always re, you can trade away a 2023, like a future first, and you can always get it back. Like my favorite thing I do every year is if I end up with a pick that's high for some reason, I like to trade down to the bottom of the first round and pick up a first the next year. Or like to flip an older player for a first the next year. I mean, you can always get that first back. You have a whole year to try and get that first back. So why not send it away, get something that's going to help you right now? And yeah, I mean, on a down year, he was the top wide receiver three. Now let's move on to a guy we're going to keep. Surprisingly, finishes running back 10, Antonio Gibson. Um, 
you know, I, I am surprised because I feel like he was drafted around running back 10 and he kind of delivered. Yeah, I think it was a pretty much lateral move with his ADP. And it was a sneaky running back 10. He didn't have, like, I don't feel that he had, like, a whole lot of flash games. He had two that, games like, over 100 yards rushing. That's it. Yeah, but it's it's one of those players that very low under the radar. That's one of, uh, we can, uh, you know, get comparison to Josh Jacobs. Um, that he's going to get you yardage, but he's going to do it subtly. And I think that's what's key, and that's what's key to keep, uh, because you want to amass these, these contributing players that's going to get you these yards and get you these points, and people's not going to expect them to perform the way they do because they do it so low-key. And I, I think that's the best definition of Gibson, is one of the most low-key running back ones that you take off your board and yeah. build around. And I just think I just think his value didn't go up to the point where you can get rid of him. Um, I don't think he's been in a contract long enough to, you know, we kind of worry about second contracts and whatnot. I don't think he's in that position where we need to worry about that yet. Um, and he's not old where we need to like, oh man, it's it's done with and everything. I just think I don't think anybody's gonna offer you fair value for him. And he's gonna return running back one at worst, but high end running back two numbers for you. Yeah. Then I say at that point, you just yeah, you roll with him, you keep him. Those are kind of easy. Now, I had trade. Who am I going to trade away? I mean, like, if I do, I trade away Curtis Samuel. I wasn't going to give me anything for him. I trade away JD McKissick or DeAndre Carter. No, wasn't give me Logan Thomas. He's always hurt. So let's shift this. This is this category only right here. Let's talk about super flex perspective. If you have Taylor Hineke, Ryan Fitzmagic on your team right now, they are still the starting quarterbacks for the Washington football team. Taylor Hineke finishes quarterback nineteen, pretty decent season. If you can get something for them, I would, because I think a quarterback change is going to happen. Now, if you get somebody that, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, I don't even know who, but let's say their quarterback is Tom Brady and, or Aaron Rodgers, and they're worried about retirement, or maybe they had Big Ben as their number quarterback too. Hey man, do you want to do a Taylor Hineke? I'll give you Taylor Hineke a third and you just give me like your mid, give me two six and just move on, um, you know, or just use him to move up a couple spots in the draft. Like maybe you have 112 and the guy at 19 and you really want 18, you can give him Taylor Hineke. I know people are going to say those aren't favorable moves, but you're getting out of something to improve for a guy that I think is just going to be a backup quarterback going into next year. Yeah, and I, I think this is a good position to talk super flex is because you know, you do have some quarterbacks out there that are uncertain. You have the big bid retirement, you have Brady Knott's committing. You have the Aaron Rodgers uncertainty. So this is a good time to move the, this position, especially in a super flex, because yeah. of the uncertainty. You want people out there because super flex quarterbacks are are like gold. Mm -hmm. um, and you want to have you want to be able to have two solid quarterbacks. Want to throw uh, Fitz Magic if he's starting there. He's a gunslinger. He's going to he he's going to be boom or bust depending on your scoring. Uh, Henneke is as a more conservative in comparison, but he's he's going to get you a solid, solid uh, set of set of yardage and points uh, as well as your as that flex, not as a start necessarily a starter. So yeah, this is this is a package deal to go out and get a, a good return on a super flex format. Yeah, and it's just you're just trying to get something and. 
we got to talk about somebody, so we do. So uh, now let's move on to your actual favorite team to talk about. Let's talk about your Giants. Uh, and I'm going to lead us off with your buy. I'll let you lead us off. But with our buy, who from the Giants can you actually buy? Because real quick before you dive on in, um, only one person finished in the top 20 at their position on the Giants. And that was Graham Gano, your kicker. Everybody else finished outside the top 20 at their position. So is there anybody that we can even buy? Actually, it was Graham Gano that I was buying. Uh, yeah. Good call. <laughs> uh, actually, no, it's Kadarius Tony. Uh, mm. I think that I think he had some missteps, some murky growing pains this year. Uh, but I think he's going to take over the slot. Uh, Shepard's going to be uh, the odd man out, and he's going to, and Tony's going to step into that slot role um, and produce. He gets. He's also going to benefit you if your league does return yards. He is a good kick returner. And you may be able to get some extra points there with a little boost with his return return yards uh, mm-hmm. that you may see in an investment return on. Yeah, and, and here's the thing: he missed eight games this year, so we can't really evaluate him. But he did have that big game in Week Five against Dallas, ten catch, hundred eighty nine yard game. Here's the thing that we do know, okay? I know this is hard to say because I just said he missed eight games. Kenny Galladay injured. Shepard injured, um, and then Slayton not really injured, but one of those three receivers is gonna have to give. Galladay gets paid too much. Shepard's been there longer. I think Slayton's gonna be out. I don't know. I could see Slayton and Shepard both being gone. Uh, but either way, what that means is that Tony has an easy road to the number two receiver role on that team. And unless health, you know, gets in the way, probably could also be the number one receiver. Problem is we have with this is that. People might try and like want to, you know, sell them on that big week five game. But if they don't, you could get a guy that might only cost you a, a second round pick, probably should only cost you a second round pick. And if you're comfortable with that, you're a, you're a contending team, do it. Do it. If you're a top five team, do it. Get rid of that late second and move on and thrive with a guy that has high upside. Uh, you're going to be, you're going to be good uh, if you can get him for a second. Yeah. Because uh, his injury, his injury status is going to scare a lot of people away, and people will want to dump him. But like, uh, like I said, I mean, with Slayton, Galladay, and Shepard, he's going to slide into there because they're going to be in for a uh, regime change in New York, and you want to be on the good side of that, uh, benefiting from the players that will still be around. So now let's move on to our keep. And now I just kind of talked about how Kenny Galladay is injured all the time. He missed about three and a half games. Got hurt against Dallas. I wish Tony having a good year. He's my keep. Kenny Galladay is a keep for me because they paid him all that money this last offseason. So he's going to stay around. He had like eight or nine games with five or more targets. He had like five games or seven, no, what, six games? He had six games with seven or more targets. And he had four games with eight or more targets. He's a highly targeted receiver. He just didn't deliver the yards. We didn't get a touchdown from him. And he still was okay for a guy that didn't score a touchdown a year, finished as the wide receiver 83. That's not good, but he had no, no yeah, he had no touchdowns. Daniel Jones was his quarterback who out sometimes. Mike Glennon was a quarterback too. Barkley was often hurt. Everybody seemed like they were kind of hurt. Get some health back in there. And I think he's a guy that a, you can't trade him because nobody's going to want to give you anything really for him that you want to return. And uh, B, because I think he has opportunity to 
outperform this and be a guy that you can look at as potentially a wide receiver three or four next year. Yeah, and, you know, I, I like Galladay, uh, <clears throat> uh, especially with all the rumors going around um, with a potential quarterback upgrade. I mean, I like Jones. Uh, Jones me, I have a love-hate relationship with Jones. Uh, I like him, but I don't <laughs> most days. So I, I think uh, New York has talked about doing a <clears throat> doing an upgrade of quarterback. So if so, that means the the value of the receivers are going up because Russell Wilson has been a name that's linked to the Giants, and he said that he would like to play in New York. So if that was to happen, and you're ahead of the curve on the Galladay bus, you're going to reap benefits. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, Keep, but that's probably about where I would say too. Yeah. Now let's move on to our last thing here, and this we're going to argue with this. We're going to box over this. Give me your trade. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you just like if you just like want to get like no value, or we just want like peanuts and a sandwich. I don't know. Why? Who, I, why do you want to trade away Shaquan Barkley? I mean, I know why, but uh, because, like I said, uh, I'm looking at this from a rebuild standpoint uh, because. You know, I've got him in a rebuild team. That's where my my mind goes with this because you want to sell off the name value. Now, everybody's, uh, you know, you look at the name value, he's there. Um, and, you know, he had a down year. He was still had some injuries. I think it was more of the offensive game plan than his talent. I mean, he's highly talented. So I think right now is a good time to, if you are in a rebuild, to sell him off, get the name value out of him, and and start building your team. Uh, he's uh, with Daniel Jones' quarterback on that horrible offensive line. He's not going to really live up to his potential. I, I hate to say it. I'm a huge Giants fan. He's not going to live up to his potential. He had, he had a great rookie season. Uh, he's had some great seasons. The ACL tear, I think, derailed what could have been a great career and puts him in that slows him down a tier. Uh, so cash in on the name value and reap some benefits. And that's, I mean, that's my opinion. That's coming from a giants fan who loves Barkley loves the Giants drafted Barkley, but he's never going to reach his potential. Yeah. I think that here's the thing we do know. Now, if Barkley comes back now, he only played, well, he played 13 games. It was a disappointing year. Now, if you get a team that, and here's your selling point. If you're going to try and trade him away, okay? At 57 targets this year in 13 games. That's fantastic numbers for running back on a full season. Give him four more games on that. He's probably at like 80 targets. That's huge, and that's a selling point. Um, he was able to have a couple hundred-yard games, some, some like bigger days. I truly believe that a contender would be willing to buy them if that's like their weak spot. If you find a guy that let's go talk to the guy that just got second or third in the league, whichever guys running backs are worse, offer them Barkley for their first round pick. They came in, just give me one eleven. This is a weak draft class. You can have Barkley. You get a guy that you can trust better than the running back six in a bad draft class, quote unquote again, because we don't know anything. Um, and you might be able to pull that off. I don't know. Maybe. I, I've never, I've, I've owned Barkley. I've never even owned Barkley. I mean, technically I did because I owned the 1-1 his rookie year, and then I traded that away foolishly. Now it looks smarter on me, but 
Um, but yeah, so I mean, that, that's probably the only thing you probably get from. I don't really know what else you can actually snag, but if you, I get think that, you could. Yeah, I think a, a late first from from a it would team have to be a late first or a future first. I would not trade him away for a second round pick. No, I, I would say you know, and I'm going to be realistic. I would say the max value you would have in him is one eight to to one twelve. Um, and like I said, it's maybe one of those those times you need to play chess when they're playing checkers. You might want to look for somebody that's looking for an instant cash in on the name value. You and you don't feel strongly about it, so you trade for their uh, future first and see what happens and go from there. I mean, this is the this is the greatest thing about fantasy football is because it, it's gambling. Yeah, uh, sometimes you sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose, but I, I think the realistically, if you can get one eight, jump on it. Uh, one eight, one twelve. I mean, if you get one twelve in a future second, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, and if you do pull off any of these trades that we say, if you pull off any of these buys that we say, post down in the comments down below about what your deal was. Let us know. Make sure to follow us on Facebook. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all those handles are below our faces right now on YouTube. If you're listening to us on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, anywhere else, go check out any of those pages and you'll find links to everything else there to follow and keep up on everything that is second and short. We are now partners with the W2M Network. You can find us over on there as well. Those guys have brought us in under their wing, their little you know, big brother wing. And we're a part of that network as well. So check out the things we have there. And when you're there, you can also check out Jason talking about other things such as. Yeah, we, me, Mark, and Jesse Starcher uh, just did a re review of the Anna Kendrick TV show, uh, QB TV show, uh, Dummy, which is very interesting. Um, it's about a, it takes about an hour and a half out of your day. It's about Anna Kendrick's uh, sex doll. That's selling point in itself. Uh, also, look forward for me and Mark to be doing a uh, retrospect of Black History Month. We've got a big thing um, planned there. But most notably, me and Mark, Super Bowl Sunday, are doing a triple feature about the movie National Champions, which is a looks really in inviting. The American Underdog Kurt Warner story and uh, a movie that's close to my heart, being from Huntington, West Virginia, We Are Marshall. We're going to do a triple feature uh, during the Super Bowl, uh, during Super Bowl Sunday, uh, covering those three movies. So definitely check us out. Get, get your football fix, you know, before the big game. Yeah, nice. And if you want to hear more from me, uh, I do co-host over on uh, a challenge, The Challenge, MTV's The Challenge podcast called Love War Challenge, where we talk about everything that is MTV's The Challenge with Malik and Becky. That is, do it. that is going to do it for us on tonight's episode. And be ready for next week as we talk about the AFC East and all the good things that they have for us to, you know, buy, keep, and trade. Uh, yes, keep keep Josh Allen. That's a, keep, keep Josh Allen forever. Don't ever let him go. Hold him tight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks Spoiler for listening. Alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and y'all have a great one. And uh, enjoy, enjoy these playoffs right now. But be sure to make some deals in your dynasty leagues along the way. Don't let your league die. <laughs>